Hi and welcome back to India on 99.94. I'm your host, Nikesh Raghani, BBC and SEN commentator alongside Sarah Waris of Wisdom. And uh, as we approach the end of the year, Sarah, we've decided to have a little look back at uh, India's men's and women's teams over the course of 2022. And uh, I can tell by the look on your face, it's, it's been a disappointing year, hasn't it? Let's let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, 2021 ended with so much joy. You know, there was the Australia series, there was England series, there was the South Africa, they won the first test and there was just so much of promise. It ended on a bad note with the whole Virat Kohli captaincy mess and everything. But Indian cricket was expected to go further and higher with Rohit Sharma, the five-time IPL champion, being egged on by the BCCI. You know, he could do this and he could do that and Rahul Ravid there and everything. And do you, it's been a disappointing year. You, you've been following cricket for obviously much longer than I have. Has there been such a disappointing year oh, as yeah. this ever on field, off yeah, field? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, sorry, sorry. just Listen, a mess. Yeah. The, the expectations <laughs> on the India team are so high now. They're expected to win everything. <laughs> yeah. Back in the old days when I first started watching Indian cricket, they weren't expected to win anything. Maybe at home in test matches and stuff. <laughs> And that's yeah. about it. You go anywhere else, tournaments, play away from home. If you win a match on a tour, and we're talking about tours which, you know, like a tour to England, for example, you'd play probably two or three counties. And this is not that far back. We're talking like mm-hmm. the 96 tours, the first one that I remember. And they played against Leicestershire and a couple of other counties on that. T- if they win one of those matches, that's seen as a big thing. Forget the England <laughs> Test Series. So, you know, because the attitude was that, yeah. the, you know, it was it, it was quite, I don't know if common knowledge is the right phrase mm-hmm. to use, but because we can't prove it and we don't want to sort of say something about those guys, which isn't true. But there were rumours and reports that they used to basically see away tours as a chance to go away from home, get pissed, get drunk, basically regularly for free on the BCCI or people, you know, mm. people who live locally, just take them out, get them drunk, buy them nice dinners. And it was just basically a free holiday. So, you know, and the, the performances yeah. on the pitch weren't great. So you, that's maybe where the reports came from. But, you know, maybe one or two of them were doing that and, and we don't know. And, and that, that was the attitude back then that you don't expect them to win anything, any kind of important matches away from home apart from maybe the odd tour match, and that would be a good result. Or if you can win one international match on a long tour, oh, you know, that match would be talked about for quite a while, especially if it was in, you know, England or Australia or South Africa or, or somewhere like that, or the West Indies at that time. Um, it would be talked about a long time. So they just didn't win anywhere. So, you know, there have been depressing moments, Sarah, in watching Indian cricket over the years. Thank God I wasn't I watching know, cricket God back knows then. what was going on off the pitch because we, we didn't have social media. We didn't have, you know, press offices and, mm. and stuff like that, really, in those days. So who knows, right? I was just a kid watching it. I didn't understand all the politics, but... From what I hear, there was a hell of a lot of it back. It was probably worse back then, to be honest. People were doing things and no one would ever know mm. about it, so they could get away with more. So, yeah, there, there have been bad times. But in recent memory, this has been an unsuccessful mm. year. 
particularly for the men. The women have continued yeah. to sort of be there or thereabouts, but they've had a couple of disappointing moments in in those, you know, Commonwealth final, for example, and and things like that. You know, the the World Cup earlier in World the year, Cup the 50 over World Cup. Yeah. So, you know, th- there have been some disappointing moments, but you know, they've continued to push and improve. I think, whereas the men have probably taken a couple of steps backwards, and I think that all started with South Africa, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's. just started with south africa virat kohli suddenly giving up test captaincy and you knew that the main player the skipper just was fed up you could say you know the whole captaincy thing that panned out it would have taken a mental toll on him the fact that he wasn't in the runs and it just showed and he left the indian team even rohit sharma was surprised there was this instagram post where he expressed shock over um virat kohli's resignation and it just left the indian team without anyone in charge because rohit sharma has his issues with injuries he's not an established test player you could say say till 2020 australia tour uh, he hadn't done much in the test format so just one year after doing decently in test cricket he was there at the helm and uh, i think the issues just started from there there was a lot of hype about rahul dravid and um rohit sharma the new era and everything and it's very interesting about rahul dravid i know this was in 2020 late 2020 but the fact that rahul dravid was appointed the coach without there being a selection process or you know the round of interviews or anything of that sort gangli just requested him and he he said no a couple of times and gangli kept requesting please become the head coach of the men's team and all that and finally he relented and it was the called the new era and just see where the new era has gone and what's more disappointing is the test fortunes under kohli it seemed like you know it's a test team here to win it's a test team which is there to answer back uh, the rivals and everything and under him the it's the test team largely of the white ball team yeah but the test team it's just taken a downward spiral and that's been they won against uh, bangladesh they could have lost the second match we never know uh, but that's been even more disappointing you know just a lack of fight virat kohli was the captain in south africa but he was under a new coach uh, dravid was there and then against uh, england there was bumrah there and they just seem so short of ideas and that's been even more disappointing for me yeah i think that's the biggest disappointment the fact that virat kohli is is no longer the test captain because mm. That was a proper vibe, wasn't it? Virat Kohli leading the side in whites, yeah. jumping around, you know, the aggression that everybody had. That you know, do you remember the the win at Lords in 2021? I mean, that to to bowl England out. Yeah. In that short space of time to mm. win that test match and and that was all I mean, it all came from Kohli. That energy came from Kohli. Mm. He said we're going to win this match. We're not going yeah. for a draw or and you know, the we're going to win this. they were in the lords um, long room i think you call it by bumra and um, shami had that partnership then the whole team came down and applauded them and they were like you know we have to show them that we are not uh, tourists here we are here to win and you know just the whole atmosphere only a virat kohli can bring so him 
wild world cricket yeah okay you could say they had uh, rohit sharma five time champion they wanted to give him a go all that is understandable but the way it panned out and the way it mentally affected virat kohli to the level that he had to quit test captaincy and he is so passionate about test captain uh, about test cricket i don't know a player in the current era who is as passionate who there are people who are vocal about it but you know someone who plays all three formats and who still is so passionate about test cricket uh, so that was a huge miss and india still the fact that rohit sharma is not there overseas and kl rahul is just out of sorts bumrah is bumrah he he has his injury issues rishabh pant people are saying you don't want to make him the test captain the fact that there is no successor to virat kohli proper success, successor to virat kohli is yeah that's the sad part for it's me. because it wasn't planned for and you know he's not so old yeah. that he's going to step down from playing anytime soon so there was just the assumption from both him and mm. probably from management at the time that is his job for for a few years still so we don't need to necessarily groom somebody alongside him at this yeah. stage if he misses a, the odd test match rohit can step in or you know somebody can step in um but the job is his for now and then it all just came crashing down didn't it and yeah he stepped down from test captaincy but that's because he was treated like shit by the board basically with the white ball captaincy and the way that panned mm-hmm. out with the odis <laughs> and stuff so you can understand it he just didn't need it at that point in his life but it's i think that's going to burn me for for years to come because i you see what yeah. the side could have become and i don't think it will become that now under under different leadership so yeah it kind of all started with that didn't it that series loss which should never have been a mm-hmm. series loss i mean you could see the pressure getting to him and the rest of the players as well but in particular him as a leader and and what it was doing to him all this politics yeah. with the bcci and the selection committee and all that and sort of shouting down the stump mic um accusing the stump mic host yeah. broadcasters of controlling the DRS system which of course they don't control the system um they control the pictures but they don't control the system itself so you know it was it was all kicking off really and it was a, it was wasn't a nice way to really start yeah. off the year for india it, it felt like a yeah it was a defeat in in south africa which india Fake. used to but yeah it felt like the opportunity now for this indian side to mm. be the first to win in south africa they'd done it in australia twice they were 2-1 up in england just go and do it in south africa and virat kohli then probably could have stepped down from the captaincy with his head held high as the greatest captain probably in the history of of modern test cricket when you look at the last 20 30 years you couldn't probably name a captain mm-hmm. that's done all those things that's gone and can you name an Aussie captain that's won in England in India and in South Africa no you know is is it's the same sort of thing can you name an England captain that's gone and won the ashes in Australia beaten yeah. India in India and beaten South Africa in South no so if you do it the other way around nobody has done that i mean it's it's unthinkable really mm-hmm. um but kohli was the man who was so close to it and it didn't quite happen did it Yeah and just the incident you spoke about the DRS incident where he was shouting at the stump mic it just looked f- forced it looked fake uh and he did later say that more 
a lot of the times his energy was uh, made up it was fake but he wasn't feeling it he said that in the interview after the break he came back with star he had the one hour interview and he did say that and that was the moment you realized um he's not feeling it like he's not enjoying it as much like because of all the things that had happened less than a month ago with the bcci removing him giving an hours notice uh, to remove him from white ball captaincy and all that and yeah that was just the tipping point for him i am glad the year ended at least in white ball cricket you no know, it ended on a high for him with the 100 with the 100 in t20is and but it's just sad that you know, as a indian cricket will never get to see your right the heights which they could have achieved under kohli because it was all kohli's vision uh, he and ravi shastri since they took over in 2014 on the australia series they played that match against adelaide uh, where they just fell short of 350 or something they were chasing they just fell short and that was the vision and ravi shastri kept saying we'll become the best test team we'll become the best test team and everyone was just laughing at him because india test team best test team overseas yeah like you had said it was uh, no one expected that and then to have got india close i wrote an article last year after virat kohli stepped down saying test uh, Test cricket owes you Virat Kohli, you know, just for bringing the passion back, for forcing fans to watch uh, Test cricket. Uh, this podcast is soon becoming a tribute to Virat Kohli, yeah. the Test captain, instead of a uh, look back. But yeah, that's just his impact, and yeah, so it's good we move on because there's just so much to talk about Virat Kohli, the Test yeah. captain, and unfortunate. And well, that's that's one for the yeah. future, isn't it? Maybe we could, you know, see see if people want to hear. More about Kohli, yeah. <laughs> the skipper. Right, we we have gone on uh, quite long about Virat Kohli, so we'll take another short break here, and uh, we promise we have got plenty of other things to talk about as well. I don't just do this podcast. I also host Red Inca, which is a show that covers far more modern stories. We look at the trends within the game, tell stories about the modern great players, and look at what is really going on in global cricket. You can find Red Inca by searching for it in your podcast app or on YouTube, or by downloading the ninety nine point nine four DM app. Right, so kicked off with the South Africa tour, Virat Kohli, and the captaincy and that whole debacle. I mean, look, some of the the highs we were talking just before we started recording. I said I've got a list of a, a few of the the good moments, and you were like, "Have there been any good moments?" I mean, you know, there, there's been a few. <laughs> I mean, let's let me list what I've got yeah. down here. I've got India's men and women winning white ball series in England in the summer, mm. and I think that was that was a brilliant achievement. It was India's sort of new vision at yeah. that time, wasn't it, to be attacking, to almost take baseball back to yeah. England, albeit in a different format. But do you know what I mean? It was it was that intent which they were showing with the bat. It was the aggression they were showing with the ball. It was Rohit Sharma. It was all very exciting. And then it crashed down, um, but that was good in terms of the men. The women, obviously, the Dipti Sharma lords, and you know all that controversy which it caused in England. But you know, it takes nothing away from how well India played in that series. And you know, England were missing a couple of players, but so what? You got to beat what's in front of you, and it was still mm-hmm. a strong England side. So I've got those two as as highlights. The women reaching the Commonwealth Games final. I thought that was. A brilliant achievement again. Yeah. They beat England, the hosts, in the in the semi final as well, and fell just short against Australia. 
as they always do. They always fall just short against Australia in these crunch matches. Always make a game of it, though, which is great. I've got Virat Kohli's innings versus Pakistan. Can't keep that man out of the headlines as well. I mean, that's probably top of the list for most people. MCG, World Cup, you're going to lose. It looks like you're going to lose up until probably the 18th, 19th over. And then all of a sudden, those sixes off Harris Ralph. The, the over from Nawaz at the end, which yeah. we knew we had up our sleeves and, and famous victory in front of a sellout crowd there. And then uh, I've got the, the second T20I against uh, Australia for the women. That win, the tie. Yeah. Just what the series did really for women's cricket in India, the crowds, mm. the atmosphere, the great performances that we saw from India despite the series loss, you know, it's a bit closer than 4-1 would suggest. Um, but that second match... And Smithy's innings, and you know, it was yeah. just all brilliant. Have you, you got any others on your list? Yeah. Um, these are the high. In, the women's team won the Asia Cup also, so that's another high for me. And the other high which I have is, you know, the just the BCCI announcing the women's IPL. That's <laughs> a high for me. You know, it's not in motion. Just the fact that okay, they took it seriously to just announce it. We are two, three months away from the IPL, women's IPL, and there's no update on the teams. There's no update on the squads or anything while the men's IPL auction is done. So that's another topic. But just the fact that they've announced this is a big high for me. And um, the other highs, I think, were um, just the individual performances. There were a few individuals who did well, like obviously the uh, emergence of Arshdeep Singh. He, if you look at numbers, he has his economies on the high side, round nine. So you'll be like, okay, what's the hype about? But if you've looked at him closely, that spell against Pakistan in the T20 World Cup, it just set things in motion for that match. Uh, unfortunately, not the tournament, but yeah. So Arshdeep Singh is a huge high for me. The form of Shreya Sayer, another big positive in the fact that he cemented his place in the middle order, he has his issues against the short ball and all, but this, he's managed to uh, do well against that. He did well in New Zealand, in different conditions, in West Indies. So it's not that um, he's allowed those uh, shortcomings to affect him. He's managed to play around that. And uh, even Gil, you can say, the Gil, the white ball player, the ODI opener, he's doing so well and Shikhar Dhawan's place is in question. He might still play, you never know if this management continues. But um, Gil and Surya Kumar Yadav, Surya Kumar, we saw glimpses of what he could do in 2020 also. But the fact that he managed to do that with such consistency um, is another high. So I think these are the two or three individual performers who are on Top of my positives list. Sounds... Um, uh, of course, Mandana of course. also. Like, well, yeah. Mandana, Renuka Singh Thakur, like well, the emergence of... You knew what Mandana is capable of doing, but the emergence of Renuka Singh Thakur, because you needed a, a, a fast bowler after Julan Goswami. So ju- just how she's been able... How well she's been able to do across conditions and different teams. So that's a big high for me. Richard Ghosh as well, I think, coming into that middle order as the, as the keeper and the enforcer yeah, in that yeah. middle order towards the, the back end of an innings. Um, I mean, by the sounds of it, I mean, we've just listed mm. all these positives. Sounds like India had a great year, but back to reality. I mean, we talked about <laughs> the, test against, uh, the test series against South Africa away. 
Coley losing the captaincy, of course. Losing that one-off test to England as well. I mean, England had a great summer at home. They won yeah. six out of seven test matches um, against New Zealand, against India and against South Africa they played. Um, and it was the emergence of baseball. And I think India were just caught a little bit cold, you know, coming into a one-off test, you know, mm. didn't really have any build-up to it. It's a difficult situation, isn't it? Whether you consider it as mm. part of the five-match series or not, officially it was, but, you know, we're saying it's not. Whatever it is, it's, a, it's still a one-off test. You're coming in in the middle of the English summer. They've just played a series mm. against New Zealand in which they've, you know, battered them mm. playing baseball, and India come into this situation and and probably should have won. I mean, they were in better positions, but it was really just that fine innings from England which mm. took it away. That to me was, you know, almost as big a disappointment as like crashing out of the Asia Cup early. Mm. I would have rather won that Test match. Yeah, and it's very strange that England at this time a year ago, they were in all sorts of trouble with their test team. And overall, they were struggling, they were getting beaten. There were all these records that they've not won a test match in uh, these many matches or whatever it was. And then suddenly Brendan McCullum comes and then just everything changes. While India, on the other hand, there was this team that, wow, the team to beat and is there a better team than India? And it it just takes 12 months to turn things around. And right now, India is where England were last year. And that's very unfortunate. Like, I can never get over how the test fortunes for India have fallen this year. White ball cricket, uh, you still think that maybe with a new captain coming in, with a new management coming in, things can change. Uh, Things should change, hopefully. But Again, not going back to Virat Kohli, the test captain point, but the test captaincy lows were uh, the biggest lows for me. And also the leaks. We have to talk about the leaks, the the whole mess which the BCCI, like off on field, we've spoken about the Asia Cup. There was the Asia Cup um, early ouster. Then there was the T20 World Cup where they did reach the semifinals and people are like, okay, that's not bad. Like you can't expect them to win. Yeah, but if you look at the but way they played. We all know that they hardly, yeah, yeah. They hardly just put up a fight and it was luck going their way. They could have lost to Bangladesh if not for rain and just so many other factors and all. And while that was there, all feel it was just a mess. Like I have one, if you have one word for Indian cricket in 2022, it would be messy. That's the word for me. There were these leaks and even today it's not stopped. Uh, there are these, I don't know if you've seen them, but the ads for India versus Sri Lanka T20I series, Star Sports is running the ads with the campaign under Hardik Pandya's Raj, which means, you know, under... India begin their campaign under uh, Hardik Pandya's Raj, and which means under his captaincy. And there's no update from the BCCI. Is he the captain? Is he not the captain? There are reports that BCCI is thinking of removing Rohit Sharma. And it's just these whole reports and these leaks and just everything which caused the mess and... Yeah, it was just a very terrible place for Indian cricket to be in. There were players skipping series. There were issues with injuries. The NCA was under the scanner. They they passed Bumrah's fitness and then they passed Omesh Adiv's fitness. And then later on, both of them got injured, even Deepak Chahar. And I think Dravid went on to say that, you know, the NCA, we have to look at what the NCA is doing because 
people who are coming in are not 100%. So there were all these other issues with selections, like what is up with the selectors? India currently don't have selectors, but... Someone's uh, doing it. Just what is wrong with the selectors? Yeah, it's Chetan Sharma's... uh, It's the old selection committee who is in charge yet, which is also bizarre to me because they've been sacked more than a month ago and they're still in charge of it. They're still selecting series. BCCI has no urgency to... uh, to pick a new selection committee. So why were they sacked in the first place? And there's just no clear answer for the future. There's no clear answer for, okay, this is the game plan for 2023. It's the World Cup year. It's the World Cup at home. And you don't even know who your skipper is going to be. You don't even know, like you can't even make a full probable list of 25 players. Will Ishan Kishan be there? Will Gil be there? Will Dhawan be there? Like, what is the squad? So it's just like a huge mess right now. And it just angers me just talking about it. Yeah, know? I can tell. You need some more time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could go on, but yeah, over yeah. to you. <laughs> well, let's just say it's been a bit Lionel messy. Messi has been the word of the year, hasn't yeah. it? With football, cricket, whatever. Um, right, we'll take another yeah. short break and uh, we'll be back on the other side uh, just with a, a brief Look ahead to what the next 12 months might bring. Hi, I'm Mark Machado, broadcaster and Sri Lankan cricket fan. Every week, Estelle Vazu, Devon and myself will drop several episodes of Sri Lanka on 99.94, keeping you up to date on the latest from the Sri Lankan cricketing world. If you want to know what Hasaranga is up to, where Chabri Athapatu scored her runs, or what Naroshan Dickweller has been discussing behind the stumps, then make sure to watch or listen to Sri Lanka on 99.94. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, on YouTube and on the 99. 99- Point nine four app. Join the Shrunken Crooked conversation and get involved. So, you know, many Indian cricket fans will be putting 2022 way back in the memory bank. Uh, looking ahead to 2023, there's there's lots on offer once again. A home World Cup, like we mentioned, 50 over World Cup. Uh, World Test Championship, potentially. I mean, there's a Border Gavaskar Trophy. Need to win three out of those four tests mm-hmm. to get into the final. And then, who knows, it might be India's time. So all those... Women's T20 World Cup. Women's T20 World Cup in Absolutely, yeah. Just before the border Gavaskar as well. That's in South Africa. Um, Can India's women go one better? Because they've been getting to finals, they've been getting to semis. You know, they've they've been there. And it's always the Aussies, usually. I mean, it was in 2017, it was England. um, Mm. And they beat the Aussies in that semi-final, which was uh, one of those rare occasions where they turn up against Australia in the biggest matches. But the Australian juggernaut marches on. So, you know, can they go one step further? I mean, let's talk about that. What would be success from your point of view for the women's team? Do they have to win a trophy next year? I hope they do because a trophy would change so much. It would just show the BCCI first and foremost that, okay, our women's team is capable and women's cricket is worth investing in. And that is why winning a trophy is important, which is why also I have been in favour of pushing Shafali and Richa Ghosh in the under-19 women's team because uh, the World Cup is in January because a trophy can change so much. And there's also the women's IPL. Yeah. So I hope that's a success also. I, first of all, I hope the BCCI plan it out properly. They give ton, uh, they give the games to bigger venues, at least in the first uh, first 
uh, or sec- uh, first and second seasons because that will get in the crowds. You don't want to watch women's the first women's IPL without any crowds in the smaller venues, like uh, any of the smaller venues. So I hope the BCCI, you know, they schedule it properly. They just have a good format in place. They don't. They are not stupid and uh, keep the matches at three PM on weekdays and all that, which you never know they will do, saying that no one watches prime time and all that. They'll have the excuses ready. So that's one. That's my one wish list. And as far as the men's, just hope it's a quiet off year for them. That that's all I want. I'm not asking for much. Am I asking for much? I think I'm asking for much, but just a quiet or off-field year for them. Yeah, and success on it yeah. for the for the men's team, right? Um, I'm going to give you two options. Look, there's no a lot jinxing. of cricket next yeah. year, but Border Gavaskar's one thing. But you know, based on that, then they could or could not get into the World Chess Championship final. And then there's the 50 over World Cup later in the year. If I was to give you a choice of yeah. one of those. So let's let's do the two scenarios as well. It's not like India will get to both finals and they'll win one and lose one. Let's say they win the World Test Championship and they get humiliated at home in the World Cup. They get knocked out, you know, in the group stage or whatever. You know, like they don't make the mm. final. Even the semis isn't great when you have, you know, that much expectation on you. So they, they have a really poor 50-over World Cup, but they win the Test Championship after all those problems in Test cricket in 22. Or they, you know, they might get to the Test Championship final. It might be another heartbreaking defeat um, in the final to Australia or whoever. And then they turn up to the home World Cup and they win that. Would that be more impressive? Would you prefer that? Which one? If I was to offer you one now, World Cup or World Test Championship, what would you take? All setting me up for jinxing the team. It'll <laughs> be on you, you, whatever the yeah, result goes. It's not what's going to happen, it's what you would like. <laughs> it's going to be any day the World Cup, the ODI World Cup. Like For me, if you have to place the three tournaments, if you have to... Uh, first will be the ODI World Cup, the second is T20 World Cup and third probably the uh, World Test Championship because there's less history involved there. You get a chance every two years, obviously you get a chance in the other formats also. But it's just that the World Cup, everything is building towards that World Cup, that ODI World Cup after every four years. Even though T20 World Cup happens once, it happened in 2020 one and then 2022 so it wasn't it was wasn't that hype the ODI World Cup you know you're looking forward to it you're making your team for it there are crowds coming in it's a full-on competition while the World Test Championship it's like one series is here one series is there there are months years almost months before a team plays a test match so the it's not a continuation of an event. There'll be fans coming in for India, uh, supporting them, and it's going to be a whole carnival. So, obviously, there's no doubt in my mind that it has to be the T- 2023 World Cup. 
Same question to you. Which would you I'm going to go World Test Championship. I'm going to be awkward because, look, the, the World Cup is brilliant. And, you know, as a kid growing up, you, you sort of hear stories about India winning the 83 World Cup. And when's it going to happen in my generation? When am I going to see India win the World Cup? And it was the only World Cup back then. There was no T20 cricket. There was no official test champions or mace or anything given out. So... It was all about that, and you want them to be world champions, and it happened in 2011. It happened at home. Mm. Maybe if the 2023 World Cup was outside of India, then I would have maybe held it in higher regard. I think mm. having it at home, the fact they've already done it at home in my lifetime, okay, it was a few years back, but, yeah. you know, they've, they've won the Champions Trophy as well in 2013. You know, they've, they've done well enough in... ICC white ball tournaments in my life. They've, you know, I've seen them win all three. I've seen Virat Kohli get however many test maces at the end of those cycles that they had previously before they had an official final and MS Dhoni held the mace. And, you know, so we have seen that, but this is actually a final. It's an ICC final. It's an ICC trophy. I love test cricket. And also I think what it would mean to this Indian mm. side and, and just Indian cricket fans really more than anything is, it's, you know, it's been a terrible year. Like we've just been mm, talking yeah. about in test cricket, losing to South Africa, losing in England when the series, you know, we were cruising in that series. And then you come back for that final test, you lose it. Um, they just look at the side that's completely shot and, and doesn't have an identity anymore. You know, it could have lost mm. that second test to Bangladesh. You know, the batting looks terrible. Everything's going wrong with the test side. For them to scrape into the final like it will be, it will be a scrape because, you know, Australia at home, you'd say, all right, you'd expect India to win that. But 3-0 or 3-1, really? You know, to win three test matches yeah. against this Australian side who's playing really well at the moment, albeit in home conditions, it's not going to be easy. They won against Pakistan, they beat though, Pakistan last year. They won the Pakistan, series against Pakistan. It's, you know, yeah. it's a little bit different to playing India in India because India yeah. haven't lost in mm. India for, what, 633 years or whatever it is. So <laughs> it, no one wins in India. Really. You know, winning a test match in India, winning one match in India is something. <laughs> winning a series in India mm. is completely different. So... You know, you wouldn't expect them to do that. Yeah. But, you know, for India to win three out of those four, that's going to be tough. And then to get to the final, then to go to England and win it in England, mm. that would mean a lot. Mm. Especially for people like me, Indians living in, yeah. in the UK. That that would mean a lot. And it's, it's test cricket. You okay. want to be champions of test cricket. You want to be champions at a time when England are going on about basball this, basball that. I know it's only <laughs> been a year of basball and yeah. they're already pretty much out of the World Test Championship by the time you came in. But you would then be world champions of a format which they think they're the best at. But you could always just show them the trophy, couldn't you? I can't you? wait for you could just show them the trophy. Yeah. I can't wait for England. I can't wait for England to come to India and hopefully have their basball Dogs just squashed. I, I can't wait for that. 2024. Yeah. That's when it is. January 2024 yeah. when they arrive. Um, so not long to go now, just over 12 months uh, as we record this. And uh, England will be in India once again. Uh, that that will be an interesting series as well. But uh, yeah, long time to, to still go. Lots of cricket to be played before that. Either way, look, let's just hope for more success for the women, for the men. And let's just try and put 2022 to the backs of our minds for now. Um, I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening as well throughout this uh, year. I 
sort of started at the back end of uh, the, the summer, uh, well, the summer as I look at it, August. Um, and then uh, we sort of had a good few months of uh, lots of interesting cricket going on, lots of disappointments for India, Asia Cup, World Cup, you know. Did we jinx the team? Maybe we did. Did we jinx the team? They were, yeah, they as soon as we well came on, that, it was... Anyway, were they? They just went downhill. It was only really the England <laughs> yeah. series, which was a big success before that anyway. So it's just not been a great year. But thanks to everyone who's listened, <laughs> who's subscribed, who's watched on YouTube, who's downloaded via their podcast feed. Uh, which, whichever way you consume our content, we thank you very much. Uh, we hope you continue to join us on this journey. And uh, we wish you a happy and prosperous new year. Right, Sarah? Yep. Happy New Year. Hope Indian cricket has a lot of success this year. Absolutely. That's my one there we wish go. Fingers here. crossed, toes crossed, prayers, everything, whatever <laughs> it might take. Uh, so thank you very much once again, and uh, we'll see you in the new year. Thanks for listening to India on 99.94. Please rate, review, and subscribe. You can download the 99.94 app from where you get your apps usually. And you can follow us personally on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Nikesh Raghani and Sarah is at swaris16. We'll put links up for everything we do there on this podcast and beyond. And you can also follow our network at 99.94DM on social media. Remember, if you love cricket, then we are the home of Cricket Audio. Follow us for podcasts and commentary from the bat and ball world. Thanks for joining Cricket's Conversation 99.94. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at hitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.